Welcome, Upright Citizens. Welcome one and all to our Bass-Centric Podcast. We have a very special guest today, the great John Clayton. Give it up for Maestro Clayton. And with us, as always, here as well, Ruben Rogers. What's up, Ruben? How are you feeling? Doing wonderful, Ababa. Excellent. I'm here in Anguilla. Once again, we haven't recorded from here in quite some time. But uh, you in St. Louis and uh, John is out in... uh, LA, right? Thank goodness wow. for technology. This is amazing. Tell me about it. Yes. Tell me about it. So we're very <laughs> yeah. blessed. We're very, very blessed to have the great John Clayton. And um, John is humanity embodied. Just to meet him puts you at ease. His smile is disarming. He's funny. He's endearing. And people want him to like them, myself included. <laughs> and if anything, that's being a successful bassist in non-musical terms, right? In humanity terms. And um, it's just, it's a real honor to have you here. And I know that we've not had a lot of interaction, but I wanted to say that from my limited interaction with you, that's the perspective that I have and that I know many, many people uh, uh, subscribe to as well. So putting that out there, you have such a huge body of work from working with the the Clayton Brothers, the Clayton Hamilton Orchestra, Monty Alexander, Milt Jackson, Diana Krall, Nina Simone, Paul McCartney, and that is a small microcosm of the, the many great people that you've worked with. You're also a prolific composer and arranger, uh, writing for the Basie Band, of course, the famous Whitney Houston Super Bowl, Star Spangled Banner, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing, and the list there goes on and on. On top of all of that, being a, a, an amazing performer, composer and arranger, you're also um, very involved in education, music education. Mm. We hope to talk all about that too. So please, everybody, welcome John Clayton. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here, really. That little background you gave me on on this connection and the history you've already established so far (laughs) is, I'm like, wow, you guys are, no grass is growing under those feet. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. Man. It better not. It, it better not grow. It better not grow. <laughs> right. uh, but I, just as as you know, I share, I share the same sentiments. You know, of as 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 uh, Bob there, John. We like to give folks their flowers while they're living. Mm-hmm. This is also one of the reasons why we're doing this. I'm so tired of being like, yo, remember those stories? Oh, he was a great, you know, so and so. Oh man, he was so good. We should be able to do this now and say how much we appreciate you. The the, the jazz world, the bass world, you know, the world yeah. appreciates John appreciates John Clayton. Thank All right. You. So deeply. We're gonna jump into some bass now though, huh? Okay. Right? Okay. Here we go. So your attention to making every single note count is uncanny. Hmm. Is this attention to detail something that's always come natural to you, or is this something you just developed over time? You know, I'm a like all of us, I'm, most of us are, uh, in some form or fashion, I'm a product of my environment. Mm. And my entry into jazz and jazz bass was hearing a record of Oscar Peterson, Ray Brown, Ed Thigpen. When I was in high school, <laughs> Billy Boy, and Oscar played that intro. Ray Brown went. Mm-hmm. 
My head, it yeah. imploded, man. I never heard music like that. Love that. So uh, luckily, that led to me finding out that he was teaching a course uh, at UCLA, like an extension course, which met every other week in the evening. And even though I was in high school, um, I could pay the $65 and enroll in the course. And that that's wow. where... I was exposed to what you needed to do as a bass player. And to the day he died, I could, I, his words often to me where I can see his finger pointing on fist, here's what you need to do. <laughs> and then he would wow. run down whatever it was, you know. <laughs> so there was never any question about what needed to happen. Part of that was... Uh, he finding me a, a classical teacher he wanted me to study with um, and me discovering his kind of playing, his approach to playing on records as well as hearing him live and seeing how he did things. You know, people say, you know, whenever I see you play, you have such a big smile on your face, da, 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 da. Well, that was because of Ray Brown. You know, I, right. I went to, to the club to hear him play with, Mill Jackson and Monty Alexander and Teddy Edwards and those cats, they were dealing, but they were smiling and having fun. And, and that's, I just figured that's how it's supposed to be. You know, you're supposed the bass notes are supposed to sound like that. You know, when it kicks you in the butt, here's how you solve the problem. Make sure you solve the problem, you know, no half-ass stuff. And, so it's funny you you're you're explaining a very thriving scene. I know you 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 grew up in Venice. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? You grew up in Venice, Venice California. You're yep. describing a very lively scene in L.A. Mm-hmm. in your high school years. I guess I don't yeah, know. I, I'm not sure and, what sixties and late sixties. Yeah. So what you say was is that kind of accurate that it was quite a lively jazz uh, there was a lot of clubs in, in that time because obviously you know yeah i didn't start playing in in in, in la until maybe early 90s so tell <laughs> us about that at least a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what um yes there was a, a thriving scene here it it was um it it was everything's different compared to new york so yeah, i hate to yeah. make the comparisons but it was different but, to new york it still had you know, people who love the music. I mean, I remember because I heard first heard Ray Brown with that group I mentioned at Shelley's Manhole. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that was a club owned by the great drummer Shelley Mann, and I was too young to really understand the heaviness of it all. You know, or even the people I was listening to. I, I didn't know these people. Mill Jackson, right. they, they just it sounded amazing, but I didn't really know who they were. I didn't know that mm-hmm. that. Mill Jackson and Ray Brown were responsible along with Dizzy Gillespie for being the founders of bebop, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, right. there was that, there were some other clubs in LA. So there was definitely a, um, a scene, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I was, by the time I was able to really be a part of it, um, was about around the early seventies, 1970, 71. 72 I went from LA to Indiana to to go to the university there because uh, they Ray Brown and my classical teachers saw that I was not practicing I was just gigging all the time so they said we, we need to ship his ass out of here and so he could really yeah 
and that's how I wound up <laughs> in Indiana. Well, wow! So, You're like, no, he need he, he needs to get his butt kicked yeah. a little different. Yeah, you know, he's getting, <laughs> getting too comfortable here. That's right. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? I just said this to someone just the other day. I say, it's bass players suffer from that. The level of of of, of musicianship suffers from that because we thrown into the fire early and you know we, we're comfortable to stay that most bass players unless they want to get better or they want to seek it out they're cool to just coast there and they will be Ooh, Ruben, that man, person you're, right you're singing my song you, know? you are preaching my sermon <laughs> you know what else goes but, so, in? check this out. right unless it's somebody mm -hmm. like Ruben rogers or you know a handful <laughs> of cats these younger cats right, that are coming on the scene now um but right. you know what it's like to schlep your bass around you know, oh, yeah. we both you know we both know bob you may be a little young for that but you know we both know what it's like and that and i still carry my bass but anyway the younger cats that are coming in on the scene now here's here's their vibe check it out because i really i like you i have noticed that the level of bass playing uh is i'm i'm i i hesitate to say this because there are so many beautiful um men and women out there young men and young women that are doing great yes. things and i'm like yeah keep mm -hmm. it keep it going but if you look yes. at the masses i really feel like the level is starting to mm -hmm. i hate to say yes. that but it's starting to sort of do this instead of this it's sort of you know mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit that but it's not that in my opinion mm -hmm. anyway right. so now a young cat finishes school one of the universities one of the conservatories they get a gig the the person that they they're working for says we got a tour um we're going to rent you an instrument in every location so now you you both know what it's like we look for an instrument that feels good we check out right. strings we do the practicing we do get the height of the strings right but do all that stuff set up blah 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 <clears throat> now you get a gig and okay here's the vibe uh, you you wake up early in the morning at the hotel to catch that flight you catch the flight you go to the next venue you're at the airport you have ground transportation to the hotel just enough time to put your bags down you go to the sound check sound check okay let me see what they got for me today you find this bass and you say oh man this is a dog ass bass strings are that far away from the fingerboard you know it's 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 got cracks in it it doesn't sound, you know, you, you put your pickup or your microphone on to try to improve it. You spin up and then, you know, you do the sound check, you do the be best you can. And then at the end of the sound check, hey, y'all, uh, let's take a dinner break. And you're like, oh, OK, yeah, you go do the dinner break. You have dinner. You come play the, the gig. And then after the gig, you go back to the hotel, 5 a.m. lobby call, rinse and repeat, do the same thing. But now at the next gig, you find this bass which, wow, I lucked out. This bass sounds amazing. Where did they get this thing? It's perfectly set up. It sounds amazing. Hey, okay, we're done with the sound check. Hey, we're going to do dinner. And now the bass player goes, y'all go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm, 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 oh, I'm, I love this, right? Yeah. That's the vibe. So because of, of f falling in love with that bass and how that bass feels, it's a breath of fresh air because you usually play instruments that you're not crazy about. None of them are your instrument anyway, right? Right. As a result, multiply that. Multiply that by two a two week tour. Multiply that by uh, three months on the road. 
or multiply that by a year of that kind of an experience. Multiply that by three or four years of those kinds of experience. What's going to happen to the drive, to the musicianship in terms of playing the instrument of that bassist? He or she kind of has no choice but to be less inspired. You know, mm. they're waiting for that good instrument on the tour that they can really say, y'all go ahead and have dinner. I'm going to hang. This is great. You know, mm -hmm. so which is why I'm really happy that uh, more and more people are discovering uh, instruments that the neck, you know, the detachable necks. Detachable. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. I've yes. got one of those mm -hmm. and I think Ruben, yes. you have one yep. too. Yes, I have one. You know? yeah. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's yeah. This that's the I love that that breakdown. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I never yeah. thought it in that way. How right. did you do you, you, you disconnect? <laughs> the disconnect starts, you know, to come. Wow, we you you. Whew, wow. Okay, hold on. Let a me, lot in there. Yeah, let me take that in. There. You know, and and I'm <laughs> and I'm not trying to put a dark cloud over the thing. I just my 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 real purpose for sharing that and sharing that with anybody that's listening, any bass players, is to go ahead and fight for your voice you work so hard on your voice you have your voice your voice will continue to grow as you grow as a person part of that is is making sure that you have the instrument that you feel good about you know yeah. they don't do piano players have to suffer that way i i'm old enough ruben you're almost old enough i remember seeing elvin jones carry his drums around I remember seeing Art Blakey carry his drums around. There was no rental stuff. There was no whatever y'all got. Let me tune it. Da da da. Next day. Right. right. So I'm a very big, uh, um, right. You know, very big, big spokesperson for man. T take your instrument. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and 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 especially with the the, the neck off, it's yeah. it's a lot easier. I mean, obviously, I do more. It's funny. I do. I travel with my bass maybe half the time now. Uh -huh. I do some bass du jour, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, no, I say even thirty, maybe less lately. You know what I mean? I still I have I had two instruments with the neck off, and definitely. But it's funny, John. For me, what happened? What I started to do a little bit more bass du jour because I realized. The bases have gotten better over over the at least I mean at least the places that I've been able to play, and it makes me actually play differently. I realize mm -hmm, mm -hmm. depends on the person depends on on the, the the depending on the the personality of that instrument. Mm -hmm. So I, I I guess I'm seeing both sides of it. That's cool. But, but, but you know what what you're what you're saying is real though. I feel like sometimes when I don't have my instrument, I'm doing a disservice to the to the music uh, you know I, I don't do guilt you know what I, mean? I don't do guilt and and i love right? it see what you're talking about uh -huh. um that's advanced and so many of the young people that are in their teens and 20s they're doing this they're not they can't appreciate what you can appreciate when you're when you got a different instrument that helps you to play invites you to play differently you know so right. that's cool, you know. Don't change right. up what no, you're no. doing. But I'm looking at these younger <laughs> folks going, "Okay, you, you're not at that Reuben Rogers place right now in terms of your relationship right, right. with the instrument. You'll get there, right, right, but right, right. right now, you know, because I remember Ray Brown saying to me, you know, that the thing you got to learn how to do. Because I was asking him how how am I going to get gigs and how are people going to discover me, da da da. And he said, "Man, all you have to do." He said, 
I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the exact words from Ray Brown because I was looking to you know do really impressive things and get into studios and blah blah blah. And he said to me, "You don't even know how to play the fucking bass." <laughs> he said, "The first thing you need to do is you need to learn how to play it from here to here, and then get your ass out there and make some music. And this bullshit will always be here if you want it." That's what he told. There you go. You know. So I never will forget uh, the importance of, through Ray Brown, the importance of learning the instrument. You know, all that other stuff is going to be there. You can embrace it whenever. But then he and he booted booted you away just there too. Yeah, Yeah, actually, you know what? (laughs) He called it. Uh, It's so weird (laughs) because Ray Brown is the guy who introduced me to Monty Alexander. That's Monty Alexander calling. There you go. No small so coincidence. And, and he hasn't called me in six months. Wow. Also an island boy, as you know. Yum. Yes. Yes. I love Yum. it. I love it. You love know. it. Yeah. Yeah, Ruben, I, I really love hearing you bring that up, too, because we've talked about you using the base du jour to your advantage and using it to mm-hmm. hopefully inspire some creativity. And I love that. I wanted to say mm-hmm. earlier on, too, in the conversation, the flip side of getting those gigs early on. You know, we talked about going to university versus taking the gig. We also learn quite a lot on the gig too. Yeah, you know, but like the technical aspects, you, get, you, can't, you can't be in one or the other. It seems like being in both is the best way to go. You know, I learning think, technique I think, at university. I think you can do both. I think you can, you can do a simultaneous thing. Do it yeah. your way, everybody. That's the beauty of what we do is that right. there's no... There, no two musicians, no two bass players have ever followed the exact same path. Sure. So yeah, definitely, I love that. It's tailor made. You know, yes. it's there you, it, go. It, you and your soul and your person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You yeah. Well, you've 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 been an educator for so long too, John Ed, uh, master educator. What are you've talked a little bit about some of the the not the hockey stick growth, you know, in in younger bass players. But what are some of the some of the trending things you've seen with seen for better or worse with younger bassists that you work with or you encounter uh i've seen an ability to play music at an earlier age that i didn't embrace yeah. until way older and it mm-hmm. blows my mind you know I said, how'd you learn that <laughs> how can you how can you do that <laughs> and the beautiful thing is that they usually say Oh, I don't know, just YouTube and da da da. I think, exactly. man, that's the beauty. Some of the beauty of this technology is that they can be locked in their bedroom with that music, fall in love with it, and not be um, poisoned by negativity mm-hmm. and negative thoughts like mm-hmm. that's hard or you can't do that right now or, you know, all that stuff. They're just kind of blindly diving into it and absorbing it because you don't tell them it's hard it's not hard they figure it out um the that's the upside of that so i'm really thrilled about the level in terms of that part of the music going up um the 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 part that is unfortunate is that at that age, often it's not balanced. So they're building roofs without foundations. 
and if they, you know, so they don't even know about major and minor scales in all keys. They just mm -hmm. know the the end product. It's like mm -hmm. somebody, whatever, you know, so many examples you can use. Somebody falling in love with John Coltrane, but not doing the homework to find out who he came out of, that kind of thing. There's, right. there's access to every record that's out, say on Spotify or even on YouTube. But then there's also on YouTube a bunch of videos. This is how you do the flashiest thing. This is how you do the exactly what you're talking about the cream mm -hmm. you know without the cake you mm -hmm. know so yeah really understanding like where it's coming from i hear that entirely that's yeah so that's absolutely. the advantage there's just of, so much out there i think that's the advantage of finding the right school because you're around your peers everybody's going to be turning each other on to new sounds new recordings new concerts etc that's awesome but you're also you've got some focused um education that is going to supply you with that background that you need you know because when you out when you're out there as both of you know when you're out there playing you don't have time to figure out stuff you're playing you got to figure out the gig you got to figure out right and, and you don't have the practice time anymore because you're on the bus you're on the plane you're whatever right. so mm -hmm. i tell these yep. kids man y'all need y'all need to practice Do it now, now. <laughs> right. Yep. Start young. So, 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 you've produced an incredible body of work. You have an incredible body of work. Uh, and how important do you think that in this day and age, when everyone seems to hinge on what you did yesterday or today? I mean, literally yesterday, mm -hmm. today, and tomorrow. How important is that to you? <laughs> this is probably a dumb question, but I want to just hear it from you anyway. <laughs> you, you, you mean how, how important is the body of work that I've done? Yeah, yeah. Oh, crucial. How, yeah. And right? I don't, you know, it's, I, I didn't, none of us sets out to, you know, do a body of work. It's just living life and making music. And next thing you know, you look back. <clears throat> so I guess, how do you, instill that importance to the younger generation of uh, generation of, of musicians who actually are trying to, you know, I don't know, get famous overnight or whatever and don't have that body of work. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like your body of work speak for it, speaks for itself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I don't know. Yeah. I, is there any advice you can Yeah, you know, you, you, hit, you hit on a few, <laughs> you hit on a few good things to consider. Uh, <clears throat> number one, the the main focus needs to be the music, not mm -hmm. the prize. That mm -hmm. the the fact that you are doing the music is the prize. You know, we get to do this. There are so many people on the planet who don't get to do this. Who um, maybe they don't live in an area that allows them to do it. Maybe they don't have access to the to the um, teachers that would really help boost them. Maybe they don't have other things that will inspire them around them, you know, in their lives. Maybe they have a really challenging home situation. Maybe they have limited funds that don't allow, you know, we get to do this. And, and we can never lose sight of that. And we have to take advantage of that. We have to do it. We have to do it. If you have the desire, I, I, that's more... To me, that's the, the most important thing, desire. If you have the desire, yeah. who's going to stop you? 
some people may slow you down or some situations may slow slow you down, but who's going to stop you? If you have the desire, if you have to play bass, if you have to play music, then you're going to, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there are going to be challenges that I see out there that um, people uh, fall victim to. The prize thing, you know, you mentioned... Mm-hmm. Uh, some people want to uh, make a record that's going to win a Grammy. Wrong. That's not why you make, you know, when you were smaller and you made those sounds and you smiled and it, and you want to do it again and again and again, you know, that's the core of, of who we are and who we need to remain. Sometimes the noise gets so loud that we forget about our core. And we start going with the noise. The noise is uh, the Grammy or the the award, da 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 da. And next thing you know, you're not making music because of the love that you initially had. Your music now is serving a purpose in your mind. I have to make sure that I that th- I do this song that in order to put this on the album, da 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 da. Because th- I think this is going to get over. I think you know right. it's. Man, I don't want to hear "Get Over." I want to. I always tell people, I, I'm the devil. I want your soul. When I hear the music, <laughs> I don't care about no right notes. I want the soul. There you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I think Give that me something honest. Yes, I want the it's honesty. Honest. I want the honesty. Right in your from your gut. That's what I want. Yeah. And we all want that. When we go to a concert, yeah. we want to be moved. Whether we what's making us dance, what's making us smile, what's making bringing tears to our eyes. We want to somehow be moved, um, and I think that people get caught up. They get caught up in that stuff. They also get caught up, unfortunately, as they're learning in some of the negativity, and the negativity comes from many things, but often from very well-meaning teachers who will say things to them, like, "Man, it's really rough out there." You know. It's a hard, it's hard. You're going to be a musician. That's hard, you know. And there aren't enough gigs for all the people who are graduating. So, and, and then they say things, I hate this one. If you want to work, you know. Now, first of all, statistics do not apply to art. They never have. And they never will. Statistically, there have never been enough jobs for all the people graduating. Statistically. And, and how is it then that everybody seems to land on their feet. Like if I'm in a room full of students and I, music students, I say, okay, let's go around the room. I want everybody to tell me wh- how you imagine music being a part of your life. You know, and somebody will say, well, I want to be, I want to finish school and I want to be a choir director. I want to work on a cruise ship for a couple of years and I want to move to New York and play Broadway shows. I want to be a band director in high school. I want to I want to play with Branford Marsalis or Diane Reeves, you know, whatever. That and and when they're done, I go, "Okay, you know what I just heard? A room full of people with different desires." You know what that says to me? No competition. Hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody has different desires. So that's beautiful. There is room in this music world, and and this this whole thing about there not being enough opportunity—that's bullshit. There's there are more opportunities Amen. now than there were thirty years ago, more, wow. forty years really? ago, more. I think that 
because okay. now well, there's so many different avenues yeah definitely yeah, yeah it's more it now ruben rogers can come out with a brand new uh cd and somebody can listen to to that track the first track on that cd in uh the bahamas and rio and uh sydney and tokyo and vienna at the same time Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that's more opportunity now how we take advantage of all that that buffet is tough up to us and i tell us to tell a lot of students man i'm not worried about y'all because we are doing our best to give you what you need then it's up to you to use your creativity in ways other than just your music you have to invent the gigs you have to invent the opportunities and why i'm not i can't understand it what's going to be because you ain't invented it yet Hmm. when you invent that then you'll have other avenues there you go you know and that's that's really been the case all along it's just now that it's i think there are so many possibilities that it's kind of a bit overwhelming in that in that regard. You just gotta want it. You just gotta want it. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta want it. it. Gotta Absolutely. And, and, so be, anyway. and be fearless is what I hear you saying too. You're not trying to install instill any fear in the in the in the people that are eager to play and get out there and make music. And that's um that that really resonates with me specifically. I'm a father of three and I know you're a dad as well and Ruben we're all mm-hmm. fathers here and we want the best for our kids. And uh, I see this analogy here with talking to students, you know, yeah. telling them they, they can find their way, but we set them up as best we can for success. And then right? the second, we don't need to, you're so right. And the, and the, the second piece to that very important point you just made is trust. Hmm. We have to Amen. trust that we've given them enough background, enough love that we can step back and let them fall on their faces and get up, brush off, walk a little more, fall down, get up just like we did. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that's hard for us parents to, to yeah. view. You know, watch sure. your kids kind of have a hard time. You want to go, oh, ha, ha. no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you you, you want to save them, but yeah, yeah, they need to figure it out. That's right. Well, that's, that, that brings me to my next question. I mean, you've performed and recorded with so many great, amazing musicians. And I'm, I'm curious how you'd describe playing with your, your son, Gerald. Gerald Clayton, great pianist. That must hold a, a special place for you as a, as a father. Can you speak to that at all? Uh, sure. I, I, since both of you guys are fathers, uh, you can imagine that when I play for our whole thing is all parents want their children to be happy it down to the core of their souls. We want them to be happy. Right. And when they're that way, we're cool. When they're suffering, we suffer, right? So people will say to me often, you must be so proud of your son. You know, he's, sure, I'm proud. You know, I'm proud of my daughter too. Every parent is proud. But more than that, I'm happy. I'm happy that my children have found things that they love, that they really embrace. Because we can all be proud but if our children are, are suffering, then we're going to suffer. 
you know, yeah. even though even though we're proud of them. So to me, the happiness, the joy, the the uplift is is more meaningful than just the pride thing. <clears throat> so when I play with my yeah. son, it's you know, there's stuff that happens between us musically that that is un- obviously unspoken that we get because of our relationship you know he might quote something that he learned in elementary school and i remember when he was learning that song and suddenly there it is in in five notes in the middle of his solo you know what i mean that's that connection that the silly example of the connection kinds of connections that you have that are unspoken that's so deep though um that's and people will say you know when when you're done when they're done i could just see the smile i know you're proud i see you smiling and they don't realize you know when we're playing music he's just a piano player Hello. <laughs> you know it's, all, it's, <laughs> it's when we're done i go oh yeah that's my kid <laughs> you, know, <laughs> when we're playing, we're, like you know what i mean we're making music that. we're just making music i'm just i'm connected on that yes. plane no doubt sure no doubt yeah it's no, weird beautiful that's very beautiful. I love it. But well, I want to say you you seem to just make everything seem easy. Not just you know just life just speaking to you like this, you know. Yeah. I, I remember we, we you know as far as in us being able to connect, we've only had like one dinner together on that on the cruise ship some years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that we've just seen each other in passing. Hey, hey, short conversations. Yeah. And but you you know you make life seem seamless seamless right how do you prioritize self-care and maintain a healthy work-life balance i mean at least it seems that you are unless there's, there's things you know crumbling in the back we don't know about but that's, that's kind of happening to everyone really sure. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. i mean you know how how is it for you to to to, to manage that balance mm. um it's several it's it's a handful of things it's um people give energy we we both know that you know and um i i like to feed off of the energy you know this this feels good cuz even though we have a screen between us we feel each other's vibe. We feel each other's energy. That's how powerful to me, how powerful energy is, you know, mm-hmm. with, without even looking at you guys and just hearing you talk and everything, I can feel, I can feel where you are. I can feel your smiles. I can feel, you know, so I think that, uh, my go-to is to, to use other people's energies to support my own to enhance mine and 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 that's a choice sometimes often it is a choice sometimes it's not something you know you grow up into with your family you're going to have that family energy so you know but but i can choose the other people i want to be around and and who influence me and Mm -hmm. so if i'm around people that are having a hard time and really negative and nasty and you know, suffering and mad and all that, then I can choose like, I, I first, first of all, I'll feel like, wow, wow, you, I'm, man, I'm, I'm gonna send some vibes out to you, some light, because you're having a hard time. Uh, yeah. But then the but, next but thing. But it's funny, you, 
it's funny you say that too, but that also teaches you how you you definitely don't want to be perceived or how you don't want to be. I'm like bingo. Amen. Amen. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. You yeah. know what? And and actually, Ruben, you just said something really profound because if we take it a step further, we need to thank them. <laughs> I need to go, man, you are such an asshole. But thank you. Because you just taught me I never want to be like you. No. <laughs> that aspect of who you are, I don't want nothing to do with it. And I, you know, thank you for helping me understand that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, that's real, though. You know, that's if we're really, real. that's, you know. So anyway, I, I use I use people's energy, man. I I, I go to, uh, I go to the people that make me feel good, that make me smile, and then because and that just kind of is my go-to for everything. If I if I'm writing music and I you know I hit a wall. And I got a deadline, you know, I might have to get in my car and go to the jazz club or wherever and hear some music and, mm -hmm. and automatically now I'm in an environment, a room full of people who are there to be uplifted by the music that they're hearing. So I'm feeling their vibes. I'm feeling their, their joyous, mm -hmm. their anticipation, their spirit. I'm listening to the musicians and they're going to be sharing their expression, you know, that's some other energy right and and i may not even connect with all the songs they play you know but i'm going to be feeling that energy now when i go home i'm inspired even if the music may not be my first choice but just that whole experience of so whenever i'm i'm a little lost or a little down or whatever then that's my go-to and and then i you know knowing that uh i have some things kind of like mantras for me one of my mantras is mm -hmm. so go i so go they you know mm -hmm. and you 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 so you, you know so go i so yeah. go they you, you fathers both of you fathers know that yeah. if you walk in the room and there's your your wife and your kids and they're having a hard time and they're you know you can go oh oh okay yeah oh ha ha you can go there or you can bring in some kind of light and eventually because nobody wants to be sad and mad and negative and da 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 eventually that positive light that you're putting out is going to allow them to feel good about mm -hmm. feeling good you know yeah it, it, our our knee jerk is to be a chameleon you know oh i feel yeah oh you're hurting i'm hurting too okay yeah let's you know but if we instead go, you hurting? I'm I'm here for you. Come here. Let me smile at you. Let me, you know, in uh, metaphorically, find yeah. some way of. So so go I, so go they. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that that your light will illuminate them, but it means that you won't fall into their darkness. Hello. You know, wow. and and more more often, it it is that you allow them to to be illuminated you know so amazing thank you yeah. thank yes. you well from the audience uh perspective <laughs> of seeing you play and seeing the joy when you play and the joy that you give speaking for myself me when i hear you that really resonates a lot to hear you say that that, uh -huh. that you're you're taking uh using the energy in a positive way of course mm -hmm. using the energy from the audience and the people on stage with you of course yeah and uh 
that all makes a lot more sense thinking back to seeing you play and just understanding and, and leaving with that feeling of the joy that you brought in the music and with your personality on stage and everything that comes with it. Mm. Uh, amazing. Thank, thank you for sharing. Oh, that. you're That's, welcome. Energy is an interesting thing, too, because if you talk about an audience, <clears throat> the energy exchange with an audience it always uh, um, reaches 100%. Whether it's a room with 10 people in it they're hanging on to every note you play. You're feeling there. You're going to be filled up 100%. Or whether it's 800 people in the club, you know, that are feeling your, your and, and, and giving you their energy. It's, you're going to fill up to 100%. You know, so yes. we never have to worry about numbers. You know, if we play in a club. If there's only eight people in a club, cool. You know, if there are 80 yeah, people, cool. Why not? It's, it's yeah. all. Let it be what's going to be. Let right? it be what's going to be. Quality. Well, we're gonna we're gonna not take too much more of your time here. <laughs> no, I, you've been is... very gracious with you've been very gracious with. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> but but I have a question for you. What would our listeners be surprised to learn about you? Something they probably don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great question. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. We've asked that a few times, and everyone is always stumped, and they, they do the same laugh too. <laughs> They're like, "Okay, uh, how much should I share here?" Yeah, right. yeah you're, you're, you've been down this road so many times. You're reading my mind. <laughs> what should I share? So good. Should, should it be clean or should it be good? <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, it doesn't. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, well, um, I think people don't realize, <clears throat> they don't realize my or anyone's, frankly, insecurities. You know, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am shy about my, about admitting my insecurities Ooh. and uh but wow. they're there you know and mm -hmm. it's uh for instance musically my musical insecurities include um um tempos that are too fast mm -hmm. you know too fast for me to play if somebody says hey let's play something up tempo you know psychologically my insecurities take me to places oh god you know i hope i don't i hope i don't blow it i hope that you know i hope i can hang da, 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 da. and and it you know it depends on the song if it's a song that i'm really familiar with i can probably hang but if it's some it's got some chord changes that i'm not used right, right. to you know i feel like my my mind isn't able to process it fast enough to really be a contributing member of the drive that goes along with that up tempo you know so there's so it's that. funny so so i'll tell you we kind of had not kind of we just had a podcast about yeah. this these same kind of topic vulnerability <laughs> so yep. it's kind yep. of uncanny <laughs> that you're talking about this and Definitely. actually the, the the name of that podcast is called um, have grace with your process how what's it called have grace have grace. What is it called, Bob? Having have grace, grace with, with your process. Having grace with yep. your process. Process. 
It's mm-hmm. our most and recent one. Yeah. Also, we basically were saying we all have our insecurities, we all have our ways, but that's okay, mm-hmm. you yes. know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we all we work through it the way we can, and know that 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 person that that's there's probably somebody on the bandstand who's feeling the same thing that you're feeling, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's okay, you know. <laughs> And just work through it. And it's going to be all right. You know, yeah. I don't need to preach to you. No, you're you're you're, you're, you're highlighting. <laughs> you're reminding me of. The, you're, you're reminding me of the know? things that I remind myself. And I, but, I, I used to, you know, I had a, I was in a group called Super Bass, right? With Christian and Ray Brown, and we were once we were who who, who, who was that? <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we were rehearsing yeah. one day in Seattle, and <clears throat> we had playing this new thing. We got through, and then Ray Brown took a solo on it. It was killing. And then Christian McBride played a, a Christian McBride solo on it. Forget about it. <laughs> then it was my turn, and I just stopped. I just froze. And they were like, well, what's wrong? You okay? What, what's wrong? I said, man, y'all just played so much shit on that. I, I, I will never be able to. And they said, what are you talking about? You play stuff we don't play. And I forgot. I fell into the trap. I compared my expression to their expression. Mm. And they reminded me, you know, that I fell in that trap. Don't compare your insides to somebody else's outsides. Ooh. Hello. You know, yes. So. I like that. Amen. Yes. yes. Your insides. I, you said, I got a couple things I got. I should have re- wrote all no, this I'm, down. I'm taking notes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Com- comparison is the thief of joy. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, thank, thanks. We also did another a podcast right before that about being vulnerable. So it, mm. it's, it's just funny. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Oh, yeah. You know, Honestly, right here that, yeah. on, on Upright Citizens. <laughs> this is like. This is, un- this is not planned, folks. It's not planned. I promise well, we did not I was, plan this. I was certainly relating when you were talking about, oh, I don't know if I can hang with this, this up-tempo. That's, yeah. yeah. We all feel that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Amen. And Amen. you know what's funny, too, is is I, when I do have, you know, uh, a few students I have here and there, and we talk about that. I said, you know what? That means you just haven't done it enough. Come on. Mm. No, one, cause yeah. no one likes to play fast, and no one mm. likes to play really slow anymore. I don't mm. know why that is, but... <laughs> To battle that or to fight that or be able to be prepared, you just got to do, do it. it you got to do it more. Yep. You got to yes. do it a lot, you know, but, you know, you got to make those, those, uh, yep. you know, create those opportunities if it's not on the gig, you know. Yep. But uh, I want to also let, you know, let our uh, upright citizens know uh, Bob the Boo always comes up with these incredible uh, playlists. So there will be a, a playlist included with this uh, a link to a John Clayton playlist. With some of your great hits, actually, no, some of the the hits that 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 uh, Bob loves, I'm sure, because your Absolutely. your body of work is large, so it's very hard to. So if you pull. If, <laughs> if you're if you're getting off this episode and you need some more inspiration from the John great John Clayton, check out the playlist. It's it's right? it's very mm-hmm. inspiring to hear. Wow, yes. thank you guys. And also, you know, on your website, you know, I love. I've actually checked out your bass tips on 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 that website Same here. a few times. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know. You know, and it's funny how that is. I always say it's it's always great and refreshing. Even things you may, you know, have known or you've learned before to see it with fresh eyes mm-hmm. or see it from a, a, another perspective mm-hmm. will always kind of like turn something like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. didn't yes. think about it that way. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're just beginning or you've been playing for, you know, yeah. 70 years. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that, that having those and you, you, you have, you've done that 
such a great job, uh -huh. you know, in those videos. Thank so you. thank you so much for that. You're welcome. You know? I need to do some more. I'm behind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Have grace with that. Have grace with that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. Well, you know what? But thanks again. Thanks, our listeners, for coming on this journey with us with the great John Clayton. Uh, you can catch him. John Clayton. It's JohnClayton.com. What is John Clayton JohnClaytonJazz.com. You can find him there. You know, he's, yes. all, he's all over the world, just jet setting, doing all kinds of things. So we have please to say keep big, up with him. We uh -huh. have to say a big thank you to Open Studio Jazz yes. as well, uh, <laughs> .com for sponsoring Upright Citizens Podcast and allowing us to be here today, too. So check out OpenStudio.com. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, anything else you want to say, oh, say man, just Just the music. Keep yeah. taking care of the music, man. You hit a crossroads, go back to those two words. The music is so big, so important. It, it determines where we live, who we marry, who we date, what size car you buy. <laughs> The music, wow. the music, the music. <laughs> right? What, what's, what's the saying? Take it to music and the music will take care of you. That's it. Right? Amen. That's right. And that's my citizens. We should join later. Thank you so much, John Clayton. Thank you, guys. Thank you.